0: Today, we're going to be talking about The Good Place, The Orville, American Vandal, and a quick Emmy recap, so stay tuned. Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. And this is our Tube Talk episode, right, Matt? It totally is, it's Joel. It's totally our Tube Talk episode. This is where we review and talk about some of the latest television shows, some of the things that are happening on television, uh, new shows, new episodes, and things that we've had a chance to watch, as well as one of the things we're going to be discussing today, the Emmys. Emmys, <laughs> yeah. That just happened. And yeah? Emmy music. Emmy, I don't know. What is the Emmy music? <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, no Did I tell you? No. I need to tell you. I remembered what it was that I forgot to talk about with... Mother! Of- Mother! Yes. Okay, yeah. It's the polarization of the audience. Uh, I want okay. to talk about that because reviewers and critics... Like the polarized caps. And, and, yes. Okay. Like, like normal viewers and critics are like polar opposites, right, of the review scale. And I was just going to talk about how I felt like a lot of that was to do with the fact that the language of cinema is one of those things that the whole reviewership and the critical world, they hold so highly. Oh. And they're so like, you know, big and important on. Yeah. Here I am talking about movies during our tube talk and about how they think it's highly and I'm doing <laughs> this. <laughs> and, you know, us as viewers, a lot of times, we just watch a film and experience it on a more emotional level. Yeah. And so I think that's a huge part of the divide. So, yeah, that's yep. it. North Pole, South Pole. Exactly. What's up? So, anyway, let's move into some Tube Talk. Totally. How about that? So, we are first going to go into just a really quick recap of one of the biggest, most major, awesome, yeah, maybe kind maybe, of events. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. so I don't know about most major awesome. Yeah. Um, I was but, building to something and it just kind of flattened out because it's not really that big a deal. It's like all good. Days.
1: But it's the Emmys. It's the
0: Emmys, you and guys. it's a big
1: deal, too small crowd. The annual, <laughs> exactly. It's the annual uh, event where people... Uh, you know, famous people get to hang out together yeah. and drink champagne and see, talk about who. You who, know what would actually brings how great they some are.
0: Some of like the glamour, I think, back to the night is if they just like they stopped broadcasting it because then it would become like a select right thing where it's like you really want to know what happens there right but you weren't there to see it and you they know? all signed ndas so nobody can talk exactly that'll never happen i know. it's just too much of a money thing but you know <laughs> but yeah
1: but um yeah you know, just a couple of things um hosted by stephen colbert yes and i generally like him at his Colbert-iest.
0: Um, i liked him better on the colbert show he I is think. a
1: giant um he was more of a
0: caricature then though
1: so. he's a giant star wars fan Yes, like and Lord that. of the Rings, and Lord of the Rings, I did he has see like that an
0: encyclopedic knowledge of Lord of the Rings it's episode
1: crazy. Um, where he actually had the CG'd version of smog for oh, the really? Hobbit when it came out was pretty oh, cool. I like didn't see the that smog one. came like busted his head through like the ceiling. <laughs> it was pretty
0: cool. I actually haven't. I never got a chance to watch too much of either shows of yeah. the Colbert Report. I, this one but
1: usually when I watch it, most quick, of Colbert Report clips. Quick confession: usually when I watch it, it's like the clips that are, you know, brought to you in part by Hulu. Right, exactly. You know? Yeah. That it's like the short like, little
0: bits. I, the most that I watch right now of late night television is usually YouTube clips of Jimmy Fallon and his late night games. Cause he has the best celebrity, crazy games. It's, out, it's so good. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the puppy quiz. <laughs> it's so and, good. Yeah. I mean, he started a television show doing the lip sync battles yeah. and it created a whole television I show. Know. spinoff. been it's, like, <laughs> it's crazy. Crazy. Yeah.
1: Um, anyway, so just a couple of highlights. um, so Outstanding Comedy Series, Veep, won, which isn't really um, too out of the norm. They're yeah. kind of always on the radar when it comes to Emmys.
0: She's And Julia Louis-Dreyfus Louis, Louis yeah. has won a ton of awards for that role. And the show has won a ton of awards. She actually won
1: for Outstanding Actor in a Drama Series. Yeah. And, um, and that, I think, she, I was reading this, she is the first person she broke the record for the longest running winner of a consecutive character or of the same character consecutively. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's pretty yeah. cool. 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 to will see that for her, but, um, outstanding drama series, the handmaid's tale. They actually took a lot of awards home yesterday, which is crazy. Cause that's
0: Hulu. And right. Hulu for the first time has started winning some awards, which is a Because Netflix like, has kind of
1: really been the pioneer as far as that's concerned. And yeah. then Hulu's finally getting some stuff because even Amazon Prime is winning you know, Academy <laughs> Awards. So for me, it was like
0: Netflix was like really good shows. Yeah. Stranger Things, right. House of Cards. Amazon was really good films. Right. You know what I mean? Man- Manchester by the Sea. Right. And then Hulu was like, I make stuff. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They don't do anything. They just I make, make things. things too. I make things. Watch my things that I make. You know, nobody really watches it. By the way, if
1: somebody wants to give me your Hulu username and password, let me know. Okay, me know. next, moving right along. <laughs> Outstanding limited series, Big Little Lies. Uh, have you had to check that out? actually heard some good things about that. Yeah, I've been meaning to check that out. Yeah. I've
0: gotten it suggested to me by a couple folks.
1: Um. Okay, so this one's interesting. Outstanding TV movie. Is one of the entries of the Black Mirror series, right? San, San Juniper. Juniper, Juniper, Junipero, Junipero, Junipero. Anyways, um, <laughs> Black Mirror is just such a so off the wall. It's so intriguing. Yeah, that, it's so. I'm really excited. the The next season comes out. Um, well, they
0: haven't released a, a release yeah. date, but the trailer came out. The frustrating thing about specifically the, the that episode is that. I love the episode by itself. This is like a standalone short film type thing. Right. I think it's amazing, but I don't like it as a Black Mirror episode because I don't really feel like it It really embraces like the heart and the twisted mindset that a lot of Black Mirror is kind of sure, known for yeah. in my mind. But again, I love the episode. I understand why it won. Yeah. I would just kind of wish it was like something else, you know, San Junipero.
1: Yep. So, But yeah. Um, And then also we have... Uh... Outstanding supporting actress in a comedy series, Kate McKinnon. Uh, lead actor Donald Glover won for Atlanta. Yep, which surprising. is cool. Uh, he's awesome. I love Donald Glover. Uh, you always, you're always going to be my Troy, dude. <laughs> um, and then uh, outstanding supporter, ac- supporting actor in a comedy series, Alec Baldwin. Saturday Night Live actually took a lot home, yep. as well. Uh, Elizabeth Ma- Moss, she won for her The Handmaid's Tale. Yes, which I haven't checked out. Me neither. That's you know Hulu's uh, you know prize fighter right now. I guess. Yeah. Um, it's
0: based on a book series, I believe, written by a Canadian author.
1: Yeah, and also Sterling K. Brown, won uh, for us and Lee, actor in a drama series, mm-hmm. uh, for This Is Us. Okay, and he is great. He, I've, you know, honestly, I haven't seen a lot of him. I, this Is Us is the first time that I remember seeing him. Yeah, and he's really, really good. He hits. He's got some dramatic chops and some comedy chops too. Mm-hmm. It's pretty.
0: So it's probably a big win for him then. Yeah,
1: it was awesome. Um, John Lithgow won for The Crown, which is interesting.
0: I actually did watch a bit of The Crown, and I understand that, though. I yeah. mean, he did a great job with that character. I can, I, it, it still seemed a little John Lithgowy, yeah. but you know, definitely can see, you know, him yeah. being outside of his. Well, we're his gonna comfort. get
1: another iteration of uh, Churchill ho- here soon with um, standalone Gary film. Oldman. Yeah,
0: yeah. I do think Lithgow probably has it beat. I so here's the thing. They should have done a standalone version with Lithgow. Right, 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 But he probably couldn't do it because they were filming the show. Yeah, I guess. Yeah.
1: The most expensive like show in history or something like that. Or yeah, it was whatever. weird
0: to me. I watched the first episode, and I and I get it because of like, the costume design and the production design the, in particular. Those period pieces, man. They got a yeah, craziness. There's nothing about it in and of itself that I'm like, yeah, that demands yeah. to cost millions of dollars.
1: Um, Riz Ahmed for The Night Of, uh limited series movie. Nicole Kidman, Big Little Lies. Uh, yeah. Big Little Lies took a lot home as it well. They did, yep. Um, Lord Dern, uh, Alexander Skarsgard. Hey, how is he related to, to, um, uh, their They're brothers. Pennywise? They're brothers?
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, they're not.
1: They're not. They're not related. No, they might be. Yeah. Alex and, um, I can look it up real quick if you want. Bill. It's Bill Skarsgard, right? It's the Skarsgard brothers. Yeah. Anyways, you can look that up. So that's, that's really it. The voice one, uh, those kinds of, things. everything else is not as, as, Crazy. Uh, actually, Donald Glover won for directing in a comedy series. Also,
0: so there's like, uh, so stellen Skarsgård, which a lot of people know. Yeah, he's an actor. He's a Swedish actor. He's been in a, a bunch of different. He's stuff. the creepy guy, right? Yeah. on yeah, yeah. For Red October, he was in The Avengers. He's he was in Thor. He's he, Magnificent Seven. Was he that one? I believe he was in Magnificent Seven like too. One of the bad guys. Yeah. So he's done a ton of stuff. So his sons. Or Alexander Skarsgård, Bill Skarsgård, I believe.
1: Oh, I'm thinking of somebody else. I never yeah. mind. Okay. So,
0: it's like a whole family of Skarsgårds. Gotcha.
1: Anyways. Take it over Hollywood. That's really it. Um, one thing I like about the Emmys is it usually highlights some shows that I haven't seen yet. It makes me want to go and watch them. So I'm kind of excited to check out some of these things, especially maybe The Handmaid's Tale or yeah. uh, Big Little Lies, The Night Of as well. I've heard some good things about. So
0: Agreed. Yeah. I'm totally with you, and thank you for going over.
1: Totally. Yeah, the
0: winners of Emmys. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. We're going to move into talking about some actual shows now uh, that we've seen, I should say. And we've yes. seen some of those Emmy stuff, but yeah. we're going to talk about ones we've seen recently. Right. And we want to talk about. Um, first of which is a little show that you picked up and kind of suggested for us to check out, which is called The Good Place. Yes. And we're talking about this because I finished the first season. Right. And Matt, you unfortunately have not a chance to yet. Yeah.
1: Spoiler alert, though, just in case if you haven't seen it, if you're trying to check it out, there's going to be minor spoilers.
0: Yes. So, reminder synopsis for this is: an Arizona woman enters the afterlife and tries to become a better person and make amends for past bad behaviors in this comedy that's right i forgot she's from phoenix yes yeah I and that's, that's really right. cool because there's constantly moments where she's like talking about asu and oh, tempe okay. and things like that I'm, like, okay. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm wondering if it's actually an arizona writer i don't know i need to check that out I actually i have a chance to look at the writers yet um but uh kristen bell as eleanor ted danson as michael uh william jackson harper as chris jamila jamil as tessa uh manny Jacinto as jason who uh I love. I think he's a great one in the show, especially after the first season. And DRC Carden as Janet, as many people will just remember her forever as, because she is as well, I think, my favorite character, one of my favorite characters. It's like, you know, when you have two favorites, and it yeah, doesn't yeah, matter yeah. if one's not there because your other favorite is there, and so you have, like, two favorites. Is Janet the, favorites. like,
1: Siri? Yeah, Janet okay. is a Siri, and yeah, she yeah.
0: is, like, amazing in that role. That's right, that's and right, that's right. I don't even know if it's as much. Her acting is great because you really can tell that she just fully embraces. Right. And there is a kind of a twist that happens about maybe halfway through the season where you're introduced to sort of like an alternate ego version of Janet. Okay. And she is amazing in that role. Okay. And so you can tell that like this girl's like really got a lot of good stuff going on. That's cool. With her acting abilities. But Janet is so perfect because she plays this like... Perky, like friendly, like oh yeah, and she sometimes she says like the most off the wall type stuff, but in the most normal, friendly, uplifting way. And then some things happen to her over the course of the show that just make her really funny. And she has some of the best, I think, one liners over the course of the show and in her interactions. And I think I don't, I don't want to spoil things too much for you, Matt. Unfortunately, you know what? it's okay. It's okay. a price
1: I pay for not fi- finding time to make it. So happen. let's just
0: say love blossoms. Okay. in Janet's life, love is in the with air. one of the characters, and it's probably who you would and would not assume it is okay. at the same time. And it makes for one of like the most awkward but funny relationships I've seen in television for a very long time <laughs> because she's a computer <laughs> system. That's awesome. But the person that's in love with her is a complete moron, yeah. like a literally a complete idiot, yeah. You know, forgets the most yeah. obvious things. And so it's just this really funny relationship dynamic where... She's kind of an idiot because she's a computer programmer. She doesn't understand like humans and he's an idiot because he's just an idiot. And so it just makes her a really cute, funny, sweet in a way relationship between the two. <laughs> um, I think one of the characters that kind of grew on me for sure. And um, a little bit was uh, William Jackson Harper's character, Chris, I think William Jackson Harper's Chris, Chris character and Jamila Jamil's uh, Tessa. Both of those characters are kind of like the lower end of what I kind of liked. They're sure. more side characters anyways to the story, but they are in a sense, sort of setting him up as potentially a love interest. Okay. Um, for Kristen Bell's character, Eleanor, Eleanor continues to be hilarious. Really? Not necessarily because of everything that she says or she does. Like her character is definitely going through a bit of a story arc, but because of the flashbacks that sort of occur and her connection to her past that is really the thing that has been so funny with her character is to see kind of where she was and the things that she did. And that continues to be, I think a treat is whenever they like do a flashback or like to like a different time. Yeah. Really enjoy that. That's awesome. I really, yeah. That,
1: I, I enjoyed that too. Like yeah, to see, I mean that first episode, just see how crass she was when we going back and just like to like the you know, 15 second scene that it was you know
0: yeah and one so of the funny. things they do uh, one of the things I'll say is that they have a really they must have a really really good writing staff because they're able to consistently progre- progress the plot and set things up for each episode in such an f- interesting way especially at the very end mm. like if you're watching it there's kind of like this last little twist that'll usually happen within the, like the last 15 or 20 seconds of an episode I gotcha and they continue to do that each time and the little twists make sense by the end of the season and there's kind of i feel like there was a deeper reason for including these like smaller little twists because there's like a really big one that sort of happens closer to the end of the okay. season and you're just like what when that happens it's just like <laughs> a... um so there's been a lot of good things i think the 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 show grows the characters are the people that are acting the characters are growing into their roles better and the characters are taking on a better life yeah. and a better I really like interesting that. layer. I really like that it's Layers. a quick watch
1: too. And I, it, I I'm going to watch the rest of it. There's only like twelve more episodes I gotta watch. So I mean they're only twenty six minutes long, twenty-four minutes long, whatever they are. But um no, I'm I'm really excited. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this one.
0: Yeah, and I was so at the end of the first season, I would definitely say go check it out. I would give the first season uh it's tough. Probably probably a plus okay, like right around an 89 but it's like right on the cusp of like a 90 like I want to put it in a 90 range but there's just a couple things that I was like oh it's a little rough because it's the first season Right. so I'm hoping in the second season they've kind of fleshed out certain elements you can tell the characters are kind of growing into their own so I'm hoping yeah. that those are kind of like set in place but um really do love it really do laugh at it one of the only shows out there right now that I can watch and just kind of laugh.
1: That's good. Okay. Yeah, you need you need one of those shows in life, you know.
0: Agreed, because that takes us to our next show. Yeah. we're going to be talking about um, called the Orville. Yeah, <laughs> which is supposed to be a comedy. So we'll, makes we'll me think
1: of Orville
0: Redenbacher.
1: Yeah, and like there's popcorn? a character.
0: There's a character that kind of looks like Orville. Or Orville or, Orville Redenbacher. <laughs> that's in it. or so, Yeah. So uh, this follows the crew of the not so functional exploratory ship on Earth's interstellar fleet. Four hundred years in the future, bomb, bomb, bomb. Uh, it stars Seth MacFarlane as Ed Mercer, uh, Adriana or Adrian Peliki, I want to say. Nailed it. Kelly Grayson, uh, Scott <laughs> Grimes as Gordon. Uh, I don't know if I want to go through all these people. Yeah, it's okay. Norm McDonald's in it, but he, I, so far I've only he's only had like one brief little kind of moment. He's he the same in everything like, he's in. Yeah, he plays a character named Yafit. He's like or Yaf, yeah, I think Yafit. and it's like this goo. Okay. It's like a CG character, but he like he only so far he's only appeared in for like ten seconds of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, there's a there's a pretty large cast of other characters that have kind of brought in to do different things. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts? Like just basic you haven't seen this. What were kind of your thoughts of just seeing the preview? What you really thought this film? This, sorry, this show was going to be like
1: parody. Um, like trying to be like Galaxy Quest was right. Um, and
0: and the fact that it's Seth MacFarlane would imply anything? Tim?
1: Well, very kind of what Family Guy is. Yes. You know, and how they parody uh everything. Right. Um and uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, that's that's kind of what my thoughts were. Is it anything like that?
0: No, not oh. at all. Oh, so, gosh. well, yes and no. That this is the main thing that a lot of critics are complaining about with the show and a lot of people are saying it's kind of trying to be a little bit too much of both Both in the sense of a satire of Star Trek-type shows, or Star Trek in particular, and an actual Star Trek show. I think the total... I mean, so the... I'm going to spoil stuff. So, you know, like, the (laughs) first episode of the show starts with Seth MacFarlane's character walking in on his wife, cheating on him. Okay. And you think that, like, that would be played for laughs, and there's kind of, like, a little bit of, like, something that may be a little bit funny, but it's really played pretty seriously, dramatically that his wife has just cheated on him and he's like, done, I'm done with this relationship. Yeah. And that kind of sets into course emotion where over the course of a number of years, he kind of wants to get in the ship. He's, he's a, he's one of those guys that's constantly working and he's been working really hard, but this you can tell the breakup with his wife, did a number on him, you know, and he suffered, but then he ends up getting captain of a ship, um, that he's in charge of. And his wife, through whatever means, ends up becoming his first mate. So he's okay. sort of in command, his second in command for the ship. And so that's supposed to be like the, the scenario. And that so far really, though, has pretty much been the only kind of twist on the really? standard story. Yeah, it's like every single character is a caricature of a Star Trek character, except that it's not really played for laughs. It's really literally like, no, I'm just a... Slightly similar version of a Star Trek character, right. and they don't really do anything, for the most part, to make a joke out of it, to make it silly, to to satire it, to They're playing it make too it serious. Silly. They're playing it very serious. Oh, there's weird. a lot of dramatic moments. There's a lot of, I mean, there's action sequences where they get in like gunfights with people. There's you know, serious arguments that people get into and feelings of not being good enough and dramatic tension. And then they'll have this moment where it's like, you can tell it's supposed to be funny. Right. But it's really not that funny. It's just kind of like, meh. Weird. Chuckler. Yeah. So, I don't really know what to make That's of it at odd. The I'm, I don't know if it's Seth MacFarlane is still trying to, like, figure out what he wants to make the show. It's an hour-long format, right? Yeah, it's like forty four minutes. In my mind,
1: I feel like something like this would be better suited as like a half hour show. You know, the a 24, yeah. 25, 26 minute r- runtime.
0: Agreed. And they he, Seth MacFarlane, because I read a couple interviews from him talking about the show, and two things. One, he said that he is a he is a passionate fan of Star Trek, and he's always wanted to make a show like this. Okay. So I think he actually is really a big nerd kind of geek guy for Star Trek. Okay. And so I think one, he's treating it with a bit like kid gloves. Because he is such a huge fan of the series. Oh,
1: so he's like showing reverence, exactly. Okay, I and he's gotcha. like
0: trying to literally. It's like he wanted to actually get hired to make a Star Trek show, <laughs> but knew that he had to include some comedy. But he wants to keep it more like Star Trek, right? So, wow. But he's not. He's not a strong enough writer to really make it scientific, like sciency enough, you know, like Star Trek. Yeah. You know. So. Anyway, so yeah, like the first episode, they're talking. They this girl. This scientist lady invents a shrinking ray. And okay. it's it shrink and they use a banana on it. And like that's the whole idea is that they have a shrink ray. I mean, that's like <laughs> basic, you know, childhood. Like, you know, if a kid right. was gonna invent a science fiction story, it'd be like, this guy invents a shrink ray and they shrink bananas and stuff. So yeah. So it just he's makes not, me
1: think of the trailer that came out for downsizing. Right. So
0: <laughs> I think that's a huge part of it. But then, like to mention what you said about the hour long runtime thing. Yeah. He's actually said in interviews that because it's an hour long, he really feels like he can't just make it a, an ongoing series of setup punchline jokes. He has to draw out a story okay. to actually make it, you know, feel like it's interesting. But I feel like there's a difference between setup punchline, you know, jokes happening too often and literally just making a Star Trek story. Yeah. Show. So, I don't know. That's weird. I was interested because I like, in a weird way, I really like Galaxy Quest. Oh, Galaxy Quest is great. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a cult classic, if you will. Yeah. It's a very tongue-in-cheek, silly, you know, I don't know. It's one of those ones you love to, you hate to love, but love to hate sort I of know. thing. I just, I just love it. It's just a guilty Yeah. Point and I was anything. thinking like that, but with a Seth MacFarlane-esque style of humor. Yeah. But so far, it's been very disappointing.
1: That's bummer. So, what would you rate the first episode or two episodes?
0: I'd probably give them D+. Plus.
1: Oh yeah, that's, D, D that's like that's like mother level right there,
0: mother, <laughs> mother. Yeah, it's getting there. I, I'm hoping maybe he'll make some changes to some overall format stuff. So I got gotcha. you. Yeah, so uh, that's gonna cover it for the Orville. And the last one we're gonna talk about is a new Netflix show that uh, again I had a chance to check out, but Matt, you have not.
1: I have I'm not, on. but I know, dude. I don't know where you get this time. I don't know. Maybe it's just you know.
0: I do it between stuff. I wake up when I'm sleeping and watch shows and I go back to sleep. Yeah, so, apparently. Yeah. Like,
1: you do it for a living,
0: huh? <laughs> I do do it for a living. <laughs> I'm committed to the podcast. Not that you're not. Yeah. You know, you've got kids. You've got family. I don't have these things, Matt. So. You have family. I have family, but not like... You have family that peer pressures you to go see it. Right. My family encourages me to see things. Your family requires much attention outside (laughs) this isn't a judgment thing. It's all good. Yeah. So, uh, American Vandal. It's a new Netflix original show. The synopsis for this one is a true crime satire, a true crime satire that explores the aftermath of a costly high school prank that left 27 faculty cars vandalized with phallic images.
1: (laughs) And Uh, this, um, just to throw this in there real quick. This to me, since I haven't seen it, is my perspective. Yeah. Looks like, uh, somebody had a really good idea to make this like the, uh, epicenter of this series after watching, making a murderer. They're like, you it'd be so funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but they actually <laughs> like, took their time to like make something like high quality. You Absolutely. Know? <laughs> so that's one of
0: the first things that really jumped out at me is that if this is, although in the, the narrative of the story, This is being filmed by a kid that's in high school that wanted to do this documentary about this uh, kid named Tyler. Or, I'm sorry, Peter. It's acted by a guy named Tyler Alvarez. Uh, Peter gets accused of vandalizing these cars, drawing the phallic imagery, and then is expelled from school. And so in the narrative of the story, uh, Peter, as well as a number of other kids, nine kids, are on this team of um, AV people. So they do the news and they work on the AV team at the school. And so he had access to cameras and stuff. So he wanted to do a documentary about Peter. And the first thing I noticed was like, this is amazingly well like shot, you yeah. know, it it really feels like I'm making the murder-esque yeah, yeah, yeah. style <laughs> show. And it's so well put together that that really does aid very strongly and heavily into the satire of it and the humor of it. Yeah. Because they're talking about these subject matters that are ridiculous. Yeah. You know I mean? And the, the way that they're explaining it and showing it and going into detail with the interviews and makes it so much more humorous to me. And this is like, this is the kind of humor that I enjoy so much (laughs) is when you can satire something really well. And so I've only watched the first episode and that's why I don't want to spend too much time talking about it. Sure, that's totally fine, yeah. But uh, as of the first episode, they've already set up some really just kind of funny stylistic stuff and I'm really looking forward. And it's funny because, you know, if you watch a show and you think like if I was going to make a show like this, how would i go about doing that and the people that have made the show they've just nailed whatever format yeah. that is for making this type of documentary yeah. show where it like it's like you think how could you keep me interested about a topic that's this stupid yeah <laughs> but they know the formula so well it's like they're yeah. able to make it interesting right. even though it's such a dumb thing and it's the characters are hilarious i mean peter you know the character that he is in the or tyler sorry tyler alvarez's character he plays such a doofusy kind yeah. of like, what for bro? Like, <laughs> yeah. But like it fits in so perfectly in the, in the show and the whole cast of characters I'm looking forward to like getting more introduced to and finding things out about. So, yeah. So I didn't really want to talk too much about that again. Yeah, it's okay. I will say it is a, you know, it's a TV type yeah. show. It deals with some very graphic language, Yeah, some somewhat graphic images. I don't know if they're going to get more so in some later episodes. <laughs> I can definitely see them doing that. I yeah. mean, this, This um, reminds me of the other show we talked briefly about, which is Documentary Now. Okay, yeah. yeah. Which is a more satire of documentaries in general. Like, they go into specific types of documentaries Mm -hmm. and do satires of each of them. This one is a specific satire of those, like, Making a Murderer-type documentaries. So, yeah. So, I enjoy it. I think it's pretty funny. Go ahead and check it out if you want. But, again, approach as a TVMA-type production. Gotcha. So, yeah. Cool. Well— That's pretty much it. Is there anything else you want to talk about, Matt? No, that's it. All right, well, let's give our listeners some ways to get connected. Do you want to do that? Yeah, let's totally rock that. That's worked a lot.
1: (laughs) Social media, guys. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at RealReviewMedia. Website, RealReviewMedia.com. Email address, RealReviewMedia at gmail.com. Connect with us. Let us know what's what's up. What's going on in your world? Have you seen these shows that we're talking about? If so, then tell us all about them. If not, tell me if you are in excited to watch these shows or something like that but um <laughs> yeah or if you've seen some other things uh really we're fall tv doesn't kick into high gear for another week or two yeah. actually
0: we're gonna be inundated we're we're gonna have our heads hands so full we trying I to watch know. all these shows it's
1: gonna be crazy but uh we do it for you guys because we love you guys
0: joel does it for <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: nope nope i do it too Fair enough. Just, I don't have that kind of time. But, but anyways, no, that's it. That's all I got. All right. Well, I guess then it's been real. It's been real.